We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Rightfully Ours. When God tells us in this word about all the things that he has prepared for us, he's actually presenting us an opportunity to receive and achieve the things that he has prepared for us. The word of God is a handwritten invitation sent by God our Father to you and me, the people who he loves with an everlasting love to receive and achieve everything that he has prepared for you and me. Things that according to God's word, are rightfully ours. Now, since the word of God, which by the way is absolutely true, tells me and you that God has these things already prepared and waiting for me and you, then we might as well find out what these things are and then do what we need to do to receive and achieve the things that God has already waiting for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn to Proverbs chapter 1, please. This stuff that I'm about to read, you ain't going to believe that this is God. That's why he put it in his book. Because he's telling you what he's going to do when these things start happening. Now, if he, when you go down in another place where he says that your, 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 your storehouses will be on full, we ain't got no problem believing that. When you go in another place and stuff, it says that your life will be supremely blessed. We ain't got no problem believing that. But when we don't do what he said to do, and then he tells you what he going to do then, believe it. Read. (laughs) We in verse 24. Because I have called and ye refused, and I have stretched out my hand and none regarded. But ye have said at naught my, all my counsel, all of it, and with none of my reproof, I will laugh at your calamity. That word laugh right there is talking about like a goofball laugh, like bust out laughing, roll on your back with your feet up in the air type laughing. I will mock when your fear cometh. I will mock. That word mock right there. The best way I can describe this word mock, because i got to use a description to be able to get the concept of mock down. It is as if you mock a person who speaks a foreign language. It's as if you mock a person who speaks a foreign language. You don't speak that way. But you mock a person who speaks that way. And, tr- and say it like they say it in mock of jest of them. Like they might have an accent. And so then you come behind them and you speak their accent in mock of the accent that they have. 
I remember I went to, I remember, I remember the first time I went to uh, down south. I remember the first time I went down south. And, I, and I, I needed a shirt or something to be able to wear. And so I went to the, to the um, department store to be able to hurry and pick up a shirt. And so I called one of the ladies over and said, excuse me, ma'am, uh, if you don't mind, please, would you, could you show me where the you know, dress shirts are, preferably um, French cuff? And she started smiling. And I'm like, so, ma'am, could you show me where the, the French cuff shirts are? She said, I'll be right back. And she went on over, and she went and got one of her friends. And she came over, you know, that was there too. And she said, she, you know, she just did like that. <laughs> so the lady said, may I help you? I said, uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, if you would be so kind, could you show me where the dress shirts are, with, preferably with the French cups? They both started giggling and, and looked at one another. And then they went back and got somebody else. Then they came back. <laughs> I'm just sitting standing there, you know, because I need this shirt, so, you know. So the third one came back. She said, ask, ask. She said, may I help you? I said, yes, ma'am. I would like you to show me where the dress shirts are, preferably with French cuffs. Would you please? She said, he do sound like them people on, on the TV news in the commercial. <laughs> Say it again, honey. <laughs> now, I'm thinking they sound funny. But they think I'm funny because then they started mocking me. Uh, please, may I please have a shirt with a French collar? <laughs> honey, did you hear that? A person with a French car. <laughs> they mocking me and stuff like that. They, just, they was laughing. I wasn't. Plus that, I wasn't saved yet. Amen. Praise God. Let's just. But anyway, I went ahead and allowed them to mock me <laughs> until I came out with my shirt. Hallelujah. But it doesn't feel good to be mocked, especially when you need something. I needed that shirt. I ain't trying to be sitting there playing games. Just give me my answer. Just like a lot of us will be in the midst of a situation where we're hurting and we need an answer. But God's going to say, oh, you want to talk to me now, do you? <laughs> I'm reading this out of the word of God. This is another facet of that God that you don't know about. You wonder where you get that from, don't you? Because if the truth is anywhere they're told, this is in every one of us. Ask me why. Because we created in his image and after his likeness. So that little mocking spirit you got on the inside of you, it ain't always the devil. <laughs> we read, read. Verse, verse 26. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fears cometh. When you fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, like a tornado. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me. But I will not answer. 
They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they, reason why? For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore, shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whosoever hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. I don't know about you. I'll take the second part. Because when I call upon the Lord, I don't need him mocking me. Oh, please, God, please. He'd be up there. Oh, please, oh, please. He's like, Lord, listen to me. He said, you didn't listen to me. I know you don't know that facet of the living God. Here he is. And, and, and the angels cried when they saw that part and said, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Just and faithful is he. Dependable, trustworthy. Trust that too. That's why it's very wise. I said very wise. If you'd be willing to listen to the Lord while he's talking to you. See, the unfortunate results of refusing to seek and receive God's counsel and instruction. Notice, the Lord kept saying when, not if, when he spoke about the destruction and calamity that we would be facing. He kept saying when. He didn't ever say if. He said when, when, when. He kept saying when this happened, when this happened, when this happened. Well, dang, Lord, what do you mean? Don't you mean if? No, I don't know what I said. When. That's because if speaks of the possibility of these things happening. While wind speaks of the inevitability of these things happening. Wind speaks of the inevitability. The destruction and calamity that God says a person will face is inevitable when we refuse his guidance and in, 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 in direction. When we refuse his guidance and direction. Can I, can I testify as a man of God who has the privilege to be able to share people the will of God and give them counsel and direction and advice? I ain't seen a single time that I told a person what to do and they didn't do it, that everything worked out well. I saw hell manifest in some form or some degree to to another. I saw it every single time. Sometimes you might have a person that is humble enough to be able to come back and say, Pastor, I didn't do what you said and I'm experiencing what comes as a result of it. You were right. I don't need you to say I'm right. I just need you to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and do what he says. Does that make sense? Amen. You know you don't like it, praise God. I give advice, praise God. I teach straight down down the middle. Straight down the middle. Teach you exactly what to think, what to say, what to do, so that everything can work out well for you, so you can be well off. But I've seen so many people ignore that, refuse that. And they say, I choose door number two. Wah, wah, wah. And then they, wah, wah. That's all right. Just like around this building, we got a lot of Kleenex. And we'll break it off and hand it to you. 
And after you finish drying your eyes, he said, now will you listen? Come on, perk up the ears. I could teach you how to get out of it now. I could teach you how to work through it now. Because when you're willing to listen, God said, now nah, I'm willing to listen. Because well, he said right there that when you call on me, I won't answer you. That's because you don't want to listen to him. You're just trying to get out of your situation from the choices you made. But you ain't repenting about the choices you made. So many people are not repenting about the choices they made. They just want to get out of the mess that their choices made. Does that make sense? Come on up in here. They just come to Jesus for provision. Not for a lifestyle revision. I need you to buy me out of this mess I'm in. But I'm not going to change doing what I do to cause the mess that I'm in. God said, that's the one I'm going to laugh at. Sit back and not say nothing to. Why? Because you don't want me. You just want what I could do for you. But when you want me, I'll do it for you. Because God will do that. Because the moment that you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, the Bible says he shall exalt you. There go another shall. No ifs, no ands, no ups about it. He's going to exalt you. Because you're humble. Because God exalts the humble. That's what he said he would do. Look at your neighbor and say, you know, we need to be humble. Now, meekness and humbleness are paramount to us being able to step into this life that God has in store for me and you. That's why we ought to do everything we can to be able to make sure that as successful Christians, excuse me, so that we can be meek and humble so we can be successful Christians. If that's what he said he won't, then baby, you ought to do everything you can to make sure that you are. Turn to First Timothy chapter 6 and then we through, just about through, close to through. First Timothy chapter 6. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter six. See, because being humble is so important to our success as a Christian, we're supposed to do whatever we need to do to be and stay humble. To be and remain. Because some of us can be humble for a minute or two, but we lose our humility later on down the line. We, we, we don't, we're not disciplined in it yet. We have moments or two in humility. But then here come moment three and four. Oh, Lord. And then we revert. Because some people are rubber band Christians. Come on, rubber band man. They, I think they wrote songs about the rubber band man. Some people are rubber band Christians. They expand themselves to be the person that God wants them to be. But because they rubber band, as soon as they lose a grip, it snaps back to the way it was before. Does that make sense? That's why God wants to transform your life. So it no longer be the life that it used to be. That's what he's really after. Not a moment or two that you got it together. God wants to transform you. In order to do that, he has to pull out the old thinking and replace it with new thinking. Because the old thinking is still there. It's just sitting side by side with the idea that this is what I need to do to get over up in here. But the other thought is really the one that's there. Does that make sense? Amen. We're in 1 Timothy chapter 6. You got to be transformed. You got to renew your mind. Get rid of the old thinking and then replace it with the new thinking. So the only thing left in there is the new thinking. And then you won't ever be double-minded about what to do. You'll always think the way you're supposed to think and therefore do what you're supposed to do. Amen. Because now you have the mind of Christ. We're in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. It says, but thou, O man, flee these things and follow after righteousness. That follow after carries over. Follow after godliness. Follow after faith, follow after love, follow after patience, follow after meekness. So we ought to follow after meekness. Now that phrase follow after means pursue it. 
pursue it. The idea is to pursue, to acquire, and apprehend. Pursue, to acquire, and apprehend. Which means we ought to follow after and pursue the things that he listed here, including meekness, just like they stole something valuable from us. Because, like, just like they stole something valuable. Imagine, imagine, everybody in the house say, hey, hey. imagine if you just got paid, and I'm dating myself now, cashed your check, because everybody get it, deposit it now. Not everybody, but some, of us, some people. Let's just say you got your money out the bank from when your check came, from your income tax chain and from a, a deposit that somebody else put in there for you. And you got all that cash on you right there. Everybody say, all right, now. Nah. But then some little hombre, some little thug, some little, some, little, some little fella just run by and snatch your purse and take off running. I know y'all sit there and say like, oh, oh, stop. Somebody stop him, please. And then the brothers would be like, hey, why'd you do that? Stop. Come back. Come. I, always laughing. I was always fascinated when people yell, come back. <laughs> like the person going to be like, okay, okay. And then, <laughs> come back, come back. And they keep running. How I many of y'all would just stand there? No. What would you do? Take off running after them. You would pursue them. You would follow after them. They jump over the fence, you jump over the fence. They run across the highway, you run across the highway. Ducking cars, where's God? Like we in the movies. Where's God? Slide over the hood like you, like, like you, like you. Uh, he say starts getting hurt. I was going to say undercover brother. Praise God, amen. You just slide over the hood. Praise God. <laughs> Same premise. Amen. amen. One work, one did. Slide over the hood. Praise God. And then tackle them. Like he was a football player. And then raise him up in the air and body slam him and suplex him. And like he was WWE. Praise God. Maybe even stand him up and, and round kick him. Whoa! Upside the head too. Praise God. And then pick up your money. You'd run after him. That's the point I'm raising. Why? Because you see the value in what they took from you. Well, meekness is what you ought to follow after the same way. Because it is more valuable than even that. That's why you ought to persecute it. You ought to run over it like they said something about your mama. Now I use mama because most people say something about their daddy. They'd be like, well, he is really like that. <laughs> or if they say something about the daddy, they say, well, I don't know. I ain't never met him, so I don't really know. Praise God. But your mama? Oh, no. OC, OC. That's when y'all be pulling earrings off and stuff like that and coming out your shoes. You don't, don't you be talking about my mama. And you, and you come straight after well, God said, I want you to go after my meekness like that because it's that valuable. It's that important to you. It has the ability to be able to stop the calamity from ever happening in your life. Stop the destruction and stuff from ever happening in your life. Because I can teach you how to avoid all of that so that you never deal with that. And even if you're in that, I can tell you how to get out of that. Just allow yourself to be meek. Just allow yourself to be teachable. Because that's the reason why we follow after it. Pursue it. So that we can be able to do what the next verse says. And then we're just about through. Which is verse 12. So that we can fight the good fight of faith. But look what follows right after fighting the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. You know that eternal life that Jesus said I came for you to be able to have. We can now lay hold on it. Everybody say grab hold to it. Get a grip on it. 
Make it mine. Of that eternal life. Whereunto thou art called. And hast professed a good profession. Before many witnesses. Now all of us are called to this good life. He has invited every one of us. But will we do what it takes. To be able to receive it. One of the things that is. We found out in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. That the very first thing that he teaches us. After getting into the kingdom of God. Is be meek. Be teachable. Why? Because you'll never make it to what I have for you unless you be meek and teachable. Why? Because that's how you live this satisfied life that I have in store for you. Amen. We'll stop right there for today. We'll stop right there for today. Follow after it. Pursue it. Do everything you can to stay meek, stay teachable. Because once again, if I can say it this way, and I mean it with all my heart, this is not the natural way to do things. Naturally, we are all stubborn. Naturally, we are all egotistical and prideful. Naturally, we all think we know what we're doing. Because the Bible says every man thinks he's right in his own eyes. So to lay that down, to be able to be taught, to lay that down, to be able to be guided, is supernatural. It takes strength to lay down your way. To pick up God's way. That takes strength. And that shows the strength of a man or a woman. Can you quit being you and let God make you the person that he wants you to be? Can you quit going after things your way and learn to just do it God's way? That's why it says come unto me like a little child. A lot of folk in the body of Christ are too grown. He said, come to me like you're a little child. I'll teach you. I'll teach you. I'll guide you. A little kid walk over to a, 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 a parent. If they don't jump in their arms, they'll hold their hand up so that they can be guided. And then they'll grab their hand. And then they'll walk like it ain't nothing. And they'll allow themselves to be guided. Why? Because that's a little, a little child do. It's us old crusty, dusty, grown folk that won't hold up our hand, let nobody guide us no place. Because we think we know too much. God said, same thing I say to my kids. I don't care how old you get. I'm the same age older than you than I was when I first took care of you. Which means I still know a lot more than you do. Just trust it, brother. I can get you somewhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. And God is the same age older than you now that he was when you first got saved. He's the same age older than when you first got saved. He's still no more than you. Just lay down your idea and acknowledge him and let him direct your path because he wants to guide you so that you can lay hold to that powerful life that he has in store for you. Anybody going to lift up their hand and, and be able to let God do it? Go ahead and wave it at him. Say, Lord, come on, guide me. Guide me. I'll take it. I'll do it. Amen. In Jesus' name. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope even more that you're learning that the promises God made in His Word are rightfully ours, especially since God tells us in His Word that He wants to do those things for those of us whom He loves. So let's believe God's Word is true and do what He tells us in the Word to do so that He can really do what He wants to do for me and you. Every promise He promised in His Word are rightfully ours. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 
785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christmas Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And talking about coming through, I got just a thing for all you ladies out there to do if you're in or visiting San Antonio this weekend. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the brothers from Word of Faith prepare for the sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too with a powerful word from God straight from heaven just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP transportation services available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers from Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So ladies, if you're in San Antonio or surrounding areas this weekend, come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Come be blessed at the Blessed Woman of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith San Antonio. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.